I am good. You know what? You're a lousy kindergarten teacher. I've seen those finger paintings you bring home and they suck. What's happening, guys? I am not Randy, as you can tell by the actual wonderful voice that you're hearing. It's Jerry. Randy is, I would guess, doing youth baseball things. I, I think that's a fair assumption. That tracks. Uh, yeah, so uh, you get me. And you get Tyler, the other man that you hear. Uh, he is not a secret to this platform. You can find him at FFTylerO, uh, along with... You you just tell the people. Yeah, at FF Tyler O, I'm doing my uh, you know DFS stuff here at DWZ. Check it out. Been cashing pretty well, and then also over at JWB Fantasy, you can find you know mostly my redraft content. So happy to be here on the uh, the Dynasty Warzone uh, flagship show here, Jerry. It's been quite some time. I know the beard is super impressive too. The, thank you. Uh, you have turned into quite the Grizzly Adams in your age. You're aging like fine wine. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. So much to tell my Spoiler. wife. Spoiler. Tell Me my and wife Tyler that. actually went to the same high school. We have known each other for some time. <laughs> uh, that was a lot longer ago than I care to admit to. It was, so, man. I think we might have known we might know each other uh, for longer than we haven't uh, in our lives at this point. True, <laughs> which is a weird thing to think about. But yeah. yeah, Mike. Mike is commenting on the hair. So the reason I am not wearing a hat and I actually did my hair is because I had to shadow at a high school in a suburb of Des Moines today, which it was fine. Uh, I woke up a lot earlier than I wanted to, and I know a lot more about the Great Depression than I knew previously. So, you know, it is it is what it is. So I'm looking so dapper and goofy because I'm a hat guy. Are you normally a hat guy? Never. Very rarely Never. am I a hat guy. I mean, maybe I'm like going on a boat and I'm expecting there to be a lot of sun, but that that's really that's really it. I am just I'm a person that doesn't care about like personal grooming and like doing Fair. my hair. So Fair. I always just I throw a hat like I don't ever get a haircut either. My my way around that was for like 15 years. I would just buzz my hair with like a, a two guard. So I never had that's, to worry about anything. That's but. for the most part what I do now. You know, I just sort of like hold it here and buzz the sides just so it's not I don't mull it too bad because I mull it when my <laughs> hair goes out. But all right, let's talk dynasty. Let's um, talk football. Let's get to it. We got to talk some news, unfortunately. So normally, you know, we would have all the spiels and all the ads and all the Randy's better at that than me. I'm just bullshitting. I'm a bullshit with Tyler. We're going to talk. You know, we have we had this is not the first time we have been on podcast together, my friend. So we're just going to we're going to roll with it. Let's do it. All right. So we got to talk news, which is not usually something we like to do. But Dak's coming back. You know, CD has been OK. You know, I, I've got CD in my home redraft league. I got the trophy sitting next to me. I would like to keep it. And so far at this pace, I'm not going to, which is really detrimental to my happiness, especially when both the Detroit Lions and the Michigan State Spartans are fucking putrid. But <laughs> are you happy that Dak's coming back? Do you yeah. think there's a QB competition? Do you, no. Do you think Cooper Rush, the man, the myth, the legend himself, no, not at all, man. I have Cooper Rush. There's never been a competition at all. No. Cooper Rush has performed admirably. Cooper Rush has done exactly what you want a backup quarterback to do, and that is not lose games and manage them and put the games in other people's hands. And he's done just that. I think he he separated himself, possibly Jerry, as a top forty quarterback in the NFL, possibly. Right. Um, that that might be where he's at. That might be a little generous, but no. Uh, Dak, yeah, he looked bad his first game. Like that's that's that happened. That's true. But it was one game. We know what Dak's capable of. Um, Gallup is back and healthy. 
I'm not too worried about like Noah Brown settling into things. I don't know what's going on with Dalton Schultz, but we know about CeeDee Lamb. At the end of the day, we need Dak back. Like one, like people have been so getting true. by. And like, you know what? Maybe Dak isn't a top five, top eight quarterback. But like I, I still believe he's got top like right now the quarterback landscape is trash, Jerry. Uh, the quarterback yeah. landscape is trash. So I welcome Dak back with open arms. Because I'm sitting here like looking at things trying to figure out like, oh, like what quarterbacks are gonna be good. Like I started one league, Jerry, with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers thinking I was absolutely gravy this year. <laughs> I know how that goes. And I'm getting and I'm absolutely wrecked. I mean, we're looking at like Geno Smith's and Carson Wentz's. I mean, good for Trevor Lawrence is getting in the top twelve. Marcus Mariota, Jared Goff is sitting at 13, and he's only played five games right now. Daniel Jones has cracked the top 15. It's like the, the quarterback landscape of fantasy football is a mess right now. So, yes, I am very excited to get Dak back. I have teams with Dak on them that are very excited to get him back. I got CeeDee Lamb shares that, like, you're, you're rolling that You're strutting out CeeDee Lamb right now, hoping he's a wide receiver too, just volume-based. But we're hoping for that wide receiver one upside now with Dak, right? I think the oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm I, I have an unbelievable amount of deck and CD. I've sort of built a lot of teams around them. So rough I'm, start I'm for you, Jerry. Rough start. Yeah. For you. Well, it has been, but that's what I mean. <laughs> so that's why I need it. The one thing I will say about Cooper Rush though is that man earned himself probably an NFL paycheck for the next eight years. Yep. So it, good for you. Like you're about he to deserves be a clipboard. Yeah, you're going to get the clipboard. You're going to get the money. You got the best job on the planet. Agreed. Now we got to talk about something that really hurts. Uh, I have, while I have a lot of deck and I have a lot of CD, I have not been silent about my love for Hollywood Brown. And all reports are suggesting that it is not going to be good for him or for me the rest of the season. Yeah, it's rough, man. Do you, do you think Hopkins is going to be? I, so I was ready to just cast him off and throw him on the old man pile and never consider him relevant again. But now he's in a situation where he's literally the only guy there. Is there yep. a chance that he can return to form, or is this just Julio Jones 2.0? Um, I would say I feel, I feel like those are both outlier outcomes at this point in time, in my opinion. Um, I think that him being a top eight, top six guy, I think those days, those days are gone. But I also don't think he's going to be like a wash Julio Jones um, I have like, I have him on a couple spots, you know, I wasn't really acquiring him or drafting him, but just cause I have some dynasty teams that had him, you know, he is there. I think like when I, when I look at it, he's probably going to end up settling right around. I was trying to pull up my, some projections I had going on, but he's probably going to end up settling right around like kind of like a fringe wide receiver two for me right off the bat. Okay. Um, definitely so, so, startable. So worse than what Hollywood's been doing then? Yes. Worse than what okay. Hollywood's been doing. Um, I would not, and like, I, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like I was lower on Hollywood than the consensus going in. I was able to grab, grab him in some redraft squads. Um, thankfully to kind of like hedge my bets. And those, those squads have, have turned out nicely. I don't really have him right. in dynasty at all, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to equal, if you're looking to be like, Oh, Hollywood's out. Let me grab Hopkins. And like, he'll step right in and give me the right. same points. Like, no, nah, I don't, I don't think it's, he's that point in his career. Like Rondell is starting to break out a little bit, not like break out in the sense that he's like some hog, but like he's playing decently. Yeah. He's relevant. And, and they just got Robbie Anderson, which I'm not a big Robbie Anderson guy, but I mean, I no. still think there's going to be some he's targets there for him. Um, you know, he's kind of like an AJ green replacement. Cause he, AJ green is now officially nice. toast. I thought he was toast last year. He wasn't completely toast, but yeah, I mean, I think Hopkins is more of like a wide receiver two option going forward, but he's, he's, but Hollywood was a wide receiver one option. So, I mean, you're starting them, but you're not getting the same output. Yeah, I, 
it's tough because I have a lot of Hollywood. So normally in this situation, that would be the person I acquire just because they have depressed value, but I don't want to be too flush with them. But another person that we got to talk about that does not piss me off because I do not have tons of this person. This is a person that I took just because I didn't like him and I like to diversify. Mm-hmm. Cam Akers. Oof. I, Oof. Is there salvaging? Like, no. and I mean that, like, like, because you can't sell him, right? Like, if you have him, you're, no. you're going to get nothing for him. Yeah, I don't even think you can get a second right now. No, that's what I'm saying. So, like, what? I mean, you have to hold him, but yeah. like, what? What is your, what is your prediction for what he can be? Is is there a spot he can land where you're happy that you still have him? No, I was not really. That's I what I'm mean, saying. Like, like if he lands in Buffalo, you're like, oh, it's Buffalo. It's a good offense. But am I really going to be excited? No. No. I mean, I'm out, man. I, I don't yeah. even I, – I, so I have, I have one dynasty share that I took last year, and I took one redraft share because he slipped this year, kicking myself for not selling him, kicking myself for right. drafting him. He just – there's just not – like, nothing is good. Like, I look at what I see on the field – there's not much burst there. He has a couple flash plays where I'm like, okay, maybe he's got it. But, like, there's nothing about Cam Akers' game that necessarily separates him from being just another guy at yep. this point in time. Like, and that, that that's like kind of a tough pill to swallow. But, you know, I think, like, there's a world when he can fall in some volume and be decent. But the, these hopes, like, he's not an elite back. He's barely, he's not a borderline elite back. Is he a good back? That's even up for question. So, for me, it's just one of those things where... I think you just got to hold him and hope for the best. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not even, I, I, like, I'm in my bench right now. Like, I'm I am yeah. playing a lot of guys over him, so. And if, if you don't have him, you're not, are you even throwing out anything to try and get him or no? Don't it's want not him. The, I mean, not for the price that people are going to want. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think that there's a world when I think, like, a fair price right now would be, like, a second. But I'm not even paying that for it. So, I'm, I'm just out on Cam Akers. I wish him the best. It's good to see him back on the field after a torn Achilles. But. It's just not a piece that I'm willing to to reinvest in. I mean, it was nice seeing him back on the field again, but it's it's not for me. I'm going he's elsewhere. Like a, he's like Tyler Higby. You know, he had that end of the season that was really good a couple years ago. Then he had the detrimental injury, and now you've got this. There's just too much going on. So I'm with you. What about Henderson? You care about him at all? Um, I have a lot more Henderson because he's always been cheaper than Acres. Yeah. True. Um, I I mean, I I do care about him. I think the usage. That he has been getting this like like it was good like you love to see what we saw last week with Acres inactive and Henderson getting the role that he had. I have concerns because the Rams' offense looks like dog water right now. Yeah, it does. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with that offensive line just like getting injured and it just there's issues on the O line. So, but no, Henderson Henderson's a guy that I feel like in in matchups like I'm pretty confident starting. I think you know he's he's one of those guys where I look at him and I'm like all right you know I can plug him in as like. Top as a safe, you know, top thirty running back, you know, top yep. twenty if, if things fall right. So yeah, I'm, I'm here for Henderson. I think he's he's solid. Like he's definitely a piece you want. He's gonna get you through bye weeks, no problem. Probably like a preferred flex. Uh, what about dynasty wise? Uh, you, you assume that they're going to replace him at some point. They tried to replace him with Cam Akers already. He's only gotten older since that moment. Mm-hmm. He's never shown that he's like super awesome. Um. It, it feels like this is the opportunity to try and trade him to a contender yep. if you can. That was exactly what I was going to say. I think he's the kind of guy where, like, if I'm a contender and I'm hurting at running back, like, 
Like, I, I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, would I move a second for Henderson? And I don't know if I love that, but right. I think there's a world like if Akers does get traded where it's worth it. Because we've seen him be usable in the past, especially 100%. when Akers was hurt last year. We've seen Henderson be a fine piece. I mean, that, that's what that, I mean, he was like, a, he was a running back one for a bit there, like when Akers was out, but you also got to think that's when he was cooking. So, right. um, I'm not, he's tough. I think Mike just in the chat mentioned that he's a free agent at the end of the year. It's like, I, I, I'm not like excited about, cause I, I worry, you know, he's, he's kind of undersized. Like his talents not necessarily at a level that I'm excited about him. Like, I think like acres being hurt and him being the lead back right now in the Rams is the best situation he's going to be in. hundred percent. Someone is not going to be signing Henderson to be that dude. So, you know, I think like if you, if you're bullish on Henderson, I think I can move a second for him if you needed to have a running back, but like, Likely, I'm, I'm looking elsewhere. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he could be a flex play on a championship-level roster this year. So if you need to move agreed. the second to sort of get that person in there, I, I don't hate it. I mean, you're you're going to lose value at some point because yep. we are at the apex value of what Daryl Henderson is going to be. Yeah, but if it can create a situation where you can win a trophy or win some money, by all means, you take that loss and you run with it. Mm-hmm. Um what about the old quarterbacks, man? Like uh, Brady and Rodgers have just not been the same. So I, it, yeah. it, I, I mean, I don't want to keep regurgitating the same old stuff about Tom Brady right now because he's got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But it's like the the thing that has separated Tom Brady is that he has been the most locked in athlete towards success the entirety of his career, which is why he has sustained it for so long. And it just seems like he's not. And for good reason, don't get me wrong. I mean, he is going through some life events that are that are tough. Mm-hmm. But also, like, missing the walkthrough because he went to a, a Robert Kraft's wedding. And then they come out and they struggle. So it's – are we seeing the end of this? Um, it, it's, t- it's tough to say that. I've been saying that for years, Jerry. Yeah, I've been exactly. saying that for and, years. <laughs> and as a Michigan State fan, like, I have wanted Tom Brady to fail for the last 25 years. So – so this is where I'm at with Brady. I'm not counting on him anymore after this year. I'm like, right. I, I, if he comes back, that's like a bonus. It's already like he already has like two bonus years in my opinion. Yes, <laughs> but if he plays in 2023, like great. I'm I'm expecting him obviously to finish the season. You know, I I look at the production towards the the beginning of the season, and it's easy for me to tell myself a story about like how or why he didn't perform well. There was like. Godwin injury, Julio didn't play, there's some offensive line issues, like new guys stepping in, um, Evans had a suspension for one of those weeks, and, you know, as of late, when all the, you know, Evans and Godwin, namely, are healthy, you know, we've seen the pass attempts go up, um, so I'm actually, I'm much more in on, much more bullish on Brady this season, you know, he's quarterback 14 right now, I truly believe he can finish in the top 12 this year, so like, as an asset, I am much more in on Tom Brady for contenders in the year 2022 than I am Aaron Rodgers, where, um, I, I, I thought he had the ability to kind of elevate the talent around him, and that might be true to an extent, but I just don't – I think there's just not enough talent in the world that can save Aaron Rodgers at this point. Yeah, I, at least not this year. Yeah, like, on his it, team, it, on his team, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to get better. I, I like the – I won't say I like the scenario that he's in better, but it just – it feels like he has embraced the fact that it's not going to be great, 
And it sort of gives me the belief that he's going to be around there for a little bit longer because he's going to want to see it through a little bit. Because, like, why play this season with this group of guys if you're not going to play longer? Like, if you're just going to go out with a fizzle like this, it just it, it seems yeah. weird. Long-term, I have more faith in Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I think there's two to three years of Aaron Rodgers, and this is the worst of the of, of maybe yeah. same plays two more years. But Brady, I could say this being the last year, but I, I like Brady a lot more. I think, like, unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers is probably, like a, a, you know, I think he's a fine QB, too. Like, if you got him in your super flex or something like that, and he's your second quarterback, yeah. I think you're okay. Um, it's not what you're expecting, and you probably don't because a lot of people thought him he was going to be their QB1, so it's unfortunate. Yeah. But um, I think Tom Brady's gonna gonna you know I I've seen what I've seen the last two weeks out of Tom Brady gives me enough hope to say like he's back in the, to form at least this season. You know he's going through some things, but I, he's QB fourteen right now. I believe he finishes in the top twelve. And here's the thing: like if Tom Brady decided to go absolutely bananas and make a deep run in the playoffs or get to another Super, like no human being on the planet would be surprised. No, not at all. I mean, I mean it would piss off a lot of the population, myself included. But it is what it is. So this is the thing. This is going to be the meat and potatoes of the podcast because this is a a critical week, in my opinion, when it comes to dynasty. Because we are we have just finished six weeks, we are getting to the point where standings are really starting to separate. You know, t- teams are separating themselves. You're getting an idea of who the contenders are, who. You know, you already knew the rebuilders were going to rebuild, but now there's some teams that have trickled down into that section. So I want to analyze what what we should do if we're in the middle, for the most part. Because like if you're you're zero six right now or you're one and five, you have probably planned on being that. Yeah. And if you're six, if you're six and zero or five and zero, you thought you had a good team and you've got those guys. Like you know, every year there's just like that guy that's just dominant. And Lamar Jackson has been that to an extent. Justin Jefferson, yada yada yada. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, we're, we're talking about the four and twos, the three and threes, and the two yes. and fours. So, like, my question to you is, if you're, like, two and four right now, are you panicking? Like, is, is this the time? Like, let's say, you know, there's you're two games back from, like, being in fourth or something. And, and let's say three and three will get you into the playoffs. Like, you're on the cusp, right? Do you think it's too early to just bail on the season? No, I don't think it's too early to bail on the season. I think... You know, I, I think there's one thing that I always look for in these scenarios, and that's going to be, like, the record, you know, records are important. Like, they mean a lot, obviously, but I think looking at your total points for, I think, is a better indication of how your team's performing. Um, specifically, like, if you're if you're two and four, but, like, you know, you're, you're fifth or sixth in points for in the league, like, I'm not panicking, especially if I'm, like, um, you know, had some injuries that I've been dealing with and, um, you know, just went through some buys. Like, I think that's another thing to consider is like, what if, you, you know, you, you had some, what if you've been rocking like a, Swift, yeah. yeah, like Swift or, you know, I've had Damien Pierce or, yeah. yeah, or you had Amara St. Brown or things like that. Like, I think there's, you just got to really evaluate, like, has my team been healthy? You know, I, I think if I'm two and four and I look at my squad and I've, you know, I'm fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth in points four, and I've been dealing with, I had some, you know, key players on my bye weeks and week six, and I've also dealt with a couple key injuries to players, I'm not panicking. I, I, I have some faith that, like, my points four has been playoff worthy, and I've been down some guys, either buys or injuries, so I'd usually stick that out. On the flip side of that, if I'm two and four and I'm bottom four in points four and I have 
basically no injuries, yeah, I'm panicking. Right. So I think that's kind of like my like go-to to kind of figure that out. Is like, what does it look like in terms of like how my team is performing objectively, not really looking at the record? I think that's fair. So like, what I will say is, if you are in that situation where your points for is bad and your record is bad, and you've got some assets that you can move, and you decide that you want to do it, my strategy is don't go to the top guy because he's not desperate or she, you know, they're at the top. They are sitting pretty it's second through like fifth or sixth place. And I'm going to target them preferably with a position. They either have somebody injured or they have somebody, you know, they have a thin position and I'm going to go for anybody I have that is aging, but still highly productive. The Devonte Adams is of the world and the Dalvin cooks of the world. Like if I have any of those guys, I'm moving them yep. because they they can exponentially help another team. Like if you're in third place and you gain Delvin Cook for some projects, your op, your chances of winning increase dramatically, and they will be much more likely to do that. And you could get an increase in value and help your situation at the same time. Yep, I'm with so, you, hundred percent, hundred percent. I am in a bit of a pickle in a league that we're in. The dollar sign league is what I'll call it. I call it the money league because I'm yeah. It's one of my higher buying leagues. I don't know about, about you. And I know some of the people in the league, it's chump change. But yeah, <laughs> I I didn't plan. So I, I punted the first year, which I, I always intended to do. You got second, right? You lost to Randy in the championship. I lost to Randy in the championship last year. But luckily, I, I Randy was feeling generous because I... I um since it's such a high money league, I remember go, the, he had Wentz as his quarterback, and I, Wentz got tested positive with COVID, and you know I thought Randy had a little bit better of a team, and I went to him and asked him to split the pot. Like I'm not a huge split the pot guy, but like we're we're, we're talking You're not, like see, I'm always a split the pot. Yeah, guy. we're 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 talking splitting like two grand, not not like two hundred dollars. So like yeah. it was much more. It was much more like you know all right, let's do it. And, and Randy agreed to split the pot. So yeah, I got second, but um. Me and the clamp are free rolling for the next four years, so I'm yeah, pretty always, excited. I'm always a split the pot guy. I mean, but, it's smart. So I, I am. So it was bad last year, which it yep. was intended to be. Um, and then this year, I I made a ton of trades to just like win immediately because I I don't like to punt two years. It's just not. I like to set up my second year so that I can win it. Unfortunately, Trey Lance happened week one or week two so that was great i got Dak prescott uh, so i mean i'm not too far yeah, off. <laughs> um, and hollywood brown just got hurt and i didn't have any tight ends so the thing about this league is you have to start two and you have hoarded them all yeah i mean it's 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 start two tight ends and it's 1.75 points per yeah. catch like it's an extreme uh, tight end premium. So yeah, we i, I have wall we have kelsey waller and knox so yeah so and i have had none so yeah, it, it was exponentially detrimental to me trying to win this year. On top of the fact that the other quarterback I have is Matthew Stafford. While well, we're going to talk about dog water quarterbacks. Oh right God. So it's, it's been ugly because my running backs, because I have a ton of like all the top end. Guys. Like Dalvin and Derrick Henry. I remember looking Delvin, at Derrick Henry, Kenneth Walker, Joe Mixon. And so anyway, I made this trade so I could get some tight ends and I traded Deshaun Watson because he wasn't helping me. And I was really like, I thought I could win. And then, but I was super thin at wide receiver. And then I just lost Hollywood Brown. So now I'm like at DK Metcalf and a bunch of crumb bumps and shoe clerks. So I'm in the situation where I wish I had not traded last week 
to try and get myself back into the playoff race because right now I would definitely not. And I would just embrace the fact that I'm going to suck again. So now I'm on the hunt. So it, you just you just have to adjust for each situation. Mm-hmm. Um, that that league, man. Are you what? What is your move? You're, you're, you're what? Are you two and four? Well, I, I'm stuck now because I traded my first away. So there's no tanking. So I now I have to trade some running backs and do exactly what I said I'm going to do, but in an effort to get wide receivers. And for the record, I put that in the chat today. Delvin Cook on the board for a wide receiver. I got four offers for Kenneth Walker. Respectfully, gentlemen, went to Michigan State. Diehard Spartan fan. I watched him play too. Come on. Yeah, I mean, the, there's not enough ammo. They're not shooting enough ammo to get Kenneth no, Walker off. No, no, no. And trying trying to get him from me. Listen, everybody is always available, but you you got to know your audience at the same time. Um. Yeah, let's see. What about if you're trying to win? Are you a Stan Pat guy, or are you trying to flip the first or flip so, younger projects? So I'm much quicker to um, concede uh, in a year to like kind of ship it home and say I'm not going to do it this year. I, I'll usually let the let the you know can I win drag out because I think selling your first um, has much deeper repercussions um, than than not. Um, you know, you can, I feel like you can sell assets, and that's neither here nor there for picks. But picks are so liquid that if you decide to sell your players for picks and you're tanking, there's a safety to that, right? Because you can always just kind of resell that. You can't just like re get your pick back. <laughs> you know, like that's just not how that works. So essentially, I, I'm I'm a stand pat guy uh, until probably like week week eight, nine, ten. You know, if I can get into the playoffs, because I think that you know if you're looking to require acquire like some aged veterans there. I mean, in my opinion, they're cheaper. They're cheaper when you're trying to get them in week nine, week 10, week 11, than they are in week four five or six. So, you know, if, if I can hold that out, you know, I, I'm just, I'm really weary about moving my picks too early. I've made that mistake years ago, thought I was good to go. Injuries crushed me. Then I was just like, my team was shitty and I didn't have my first or second pick next year. And it's like, yeah, there's no worse feeling. Jared. Yeah. And I'm, I, I don't know. Yeah, so for me, it's like I'm very much like I'm going to make sure that I'm like pretty much locked for the playoffs. And then once I'm like essentially locked for the playoffs, I'll make a lot of moves to, you know, start acquiring some veterans who, you know, I think can help me over the next couple of weeks that I believe would be cheaper, uh, you know, in the middle of the season or week, you know, nine or ten than I guess it is the middle of the season than, you know, the earlier week. So I definitely blow up teams earlier and I, you know, kind of um, shore up the teams a bit later. Yeah, I think that's fair. I am, in general, a person that doesn't trade my first-round pick during the season. Like, it, I, I, I just be, – because of what you said. Like, there is – there's a lot of things that you can do when you're playing Dynasty that will just break your heart. But the one when you don't make the playoffs and then you get to the rookie draft and you don't have a pick – and you're looking at your roster and you're realizing that it's less likely that you're going to be able to make it better. That is a kick in the junk that is just almost uncomparable to just about anything else that can happen. Yeah. Aside from like, you know, Derek Henry goes down after he's leading you to a championship last year. But <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, so I, I'm with you because like you said, like they just don't lose value. Right. Yeah. Like they, yeah, they it- don't, they don't get handies. They don't, they don't kick anybody in a club. They don't drunk drive. They don't do any of that stuff. They no, they, just, they remain stable 
forever and they will always retain that value and you can use it at any point to exploit it and if you do it too early right you're occasionally yeah. the season does not go on yeah and and those and those picks like the value just goes up the closer you get to the draft so it's like i, I i'll move my first pick round pick you know in the season if it means like i'm you know i'm genuinely yeah. moving like for, for example like if derrick henry's still healthy like i would move my first in week nine or ten for like a derrick henry like he's the kind of player that's going to put you over the top like yep. that's the kind of thing that i would do but like i'm trying not to because that first round pick is worth so much more in you know once the combine happens and people are talking about rookies and all of a sudden like your pick is worth so much more because all we have no fantasy football, so all we're doing is talking about our rookie picks and the players we can take with them. So it's just like you know, acquiring picks is usually the move in season, and then selling them out of season if you want to is usually the way I want to go. I mean, that's not always the way that you know my team can dictate that, but um, that's generally how I look at it. I mean, listen, our listener numbers would suggest that most people care about the rookie picks if, if it says anything. So yeah, I, sure. I, I've seen how much you guys listen to us in October versus May. So uh, I know that to be true. What? How are your teams going? Um, like how how I mean, many leagues are you in? Uh, 22. Okay. 22 leagues. Generally, things are good. I think I'm sitting like right above like 60% win percentage across. Probably closer to like 65% if you take out a couple of the, uh, couple of the sorry the the the, the rebuilds because like I'm mm. purposely trying to lose those. But you know, th- I would say like generally things are good. I-, I made some like you know bad moves, savvy moves. I think like a couple things that um, I did this off season that I think really helped me. Um, one was like I I was able to to move a couple Deontay Johnson shares. Um, that was something that I think set me up really well. I I was concerned with what you know, no Ben, ben Roethlisberger, no Ben Roethlisberger, the offensive coordinator, a new quarterback who was either a rookie that I had no faith in, or Trubisky who I also have no faith in, Pickens who I love, and Matt Canada who we don't know is going to be. So I, I got I got out on some some Steelers pretty early this off season, which was really helped me in a couple of weeks. I was a pretty big Deontay Johnson stand prior to this year. So See, I was not, so I'm sort of just fortunate that it has, it has worked out in my favor that way, but yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's, he's gotten a lot of targets. Some, yeah. He's gotten some, but like, yeah, it's just not doing much of that. It's tough, yeah. man. I, I, does he even have a touchdown this year? Do you know? I, I, don't think, I, I, I don't think so. Maybe one. Yeah, not not enough to be excited about because he's been getting like 12 points a game on like 10 targets, which is just awful, man. You know, while we're on, I actually was curious. I want to pick your brain on this one, Jerry. It's like, what the what the hell are we doing? I mean, I don't have him, but what are we doing with Najee, man? What oh, the hell man. is happening with Najee Harris, man? Because like, I don't know if like, my apologies if you've covered this recently on this podcast, because like, this is, I think is like, not enough people are talking about it right now, that like Najee Harris was like a consensus top five, top three dynasty running back going yeah. into this season, man. And like, all of a sudden, like now we're sitting here in, what is it, week um, after he's, he's running back 23 on the year. And it's like, I don't like necessarily see this getting better for Najee. Like, I had uh, him as Dynasty Two. Yeah, I think I had him like five, four or five. I mean, I don't have him anywhere, thankfully, because of that. But still, it's like, yeah. I mean, I I have a couple shares, and as you can imagine, not not going well. I think my Warrior Bowl team is has Najee, and it is not awesome. I I'm with you though. I I don't know that it's going to get better. the The only silver lining you have is that he's still getting touches. The problem is is it's 
for what? Like 19 carries for 45 yards or, you know, it's, it's, it's touchdown or bust. I mean, it's been gross on a level that's almost incomparable with anybody else. I mean, you you have to hope they address the offensive line. I mean, Jerry, I mean, like he's, he hasn't gone in half PPR, Jerry. He hasn't gone over 12 points all season long. And he's had like games with 18 carries. 14 carries, 15 carries, 15 carries. I mean, I mean, he says, as much as people want to shit on Ezekiel Elliott, that's Ezekiel Elliott, but worse, right? Like, it, Man, like it, that, it, I've not just, heard that. Know, it was a good one. Getting 17, 18 touches and just getting like 65 yards. But like, it's, yeah, it's been gross. They're I, sitting back to back. They're both low end running back twos right now. So that's what I'm saying. Like, can you sell him off a of name value right now, though? Do you? I mean, I would if I could. If I could get, I, if I could get a first for Najee Harris, I would sell him for a first. Is that hot? Is that hot? Because I don't think it is. <sighs> I don't know. That might not be hot. That's uh, what I'm saying. I, like, I feel like we need to talk about Najee because it's like people were buying him for like two first, man. And if he's the top oh, five sure. dynasty RB, he's worth two first. And now we're getting to a point where like I don't have. I'm not buying him for a first. Like if if I I would not send my first for Najee Harris. I would not do that on any I mean, team. That that sounds super spicy, but it does. It's I, I like. I I don't think it's egregious because I would. Like, I wouldn't. I would sell him for a first because the only thing that you're really hoping for is that you can sell him based on his name for more to somebody else because the production just does not suggest it. The and volume hasn't really gone away, man. He's still getting great volume. It's just like the team sucks. The offensive line sucks. I've never thought Najee was elite. Um, so I mean, like, it's just one of those things where like. If we're talking about Najee being like a low end RB two, I'm not buying talent. Like I don't think he's a he's an elite talent. He was up that high because of the the volume that we thought was going to be locked in was going to be good. So, yeah, I mean, I was just like thinking about this. I'm like, I I wouldn't be buying Najee for a first, and I would be selling him for a first, and I'm trying to get out while I can with the name recognition. My God. So like, who do you think the worst running back is that you'd take for Najee? Straight up. Yeah. Oh man, is this gonna make it worse? Is this gonna make you hate it? I'm like going through these names right now, and like two names come to mind where I'm like, would I take these guys straight up over Najee? Would you, would it, you take the older guys? That's I would take the older guys probably. Yeah, I would okay. take some of the older guys over Najee. Yeah, like I mean, obviously Barkley, CMC, Eckler, Chubb. I would take Fournette right now over Najee. I don't think that's crazy. Um, I think two names that aren't crazy that I think are worth having a conversation about, and this isn't this is more of a question. This isn't me saying I'm mm-hmm. doing it, but Damian Pierce and Ramondre Stevenson. See, I have never been a Stevenson guy, and he's made I'm me not look either. Stupid. Like, but he's made me look stupid. So, I just think that like we, I just think that like, am I overreacting? Like, I remember like people on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. Like two years ago, they went like. Mike Evans had a couple bad games, and they're like, sell him for a second. And I'm like, ah, eh, that's an, and then he turned out to be elite right. still. But it's right. a wide receiver position. Like, but I also know Mike Evans is elite. Like to me, like nothing that I've seen from Najee Harris on the field has showed me that he's an elite running back. He's I've always talked about Najee being like a Jag plus. Like he's just another guy plus. He just like was locked in a good offense with great volume. So it's like now. I don't know. I'm just I, maybe well, I'm, I'm being the, too hasty. The question is is what could make it better, but the question like that question is sort of flawed because he's getting the opportunity. So yeah, 
Yeah. It, like, mean, is Kenny Pickett going to make it better? I would say no, because he hasn't so far. Now, granted, he's younger and he can get better. And maybe when there is a threat to get the ball down the field a little bit more, maybe it can open it up for him a little bit. But how long is that going to take? And, no. and, and that's going to be with a young, old Kenny Pickett. So I don't yeah. – I mean, he's, he's, he's 13th right now in rush attempts. Like, I think the best thing that could happen for him – is he really? God yeah. yeah. Um, if George Pickens can end up being a star and maybe he can stretch the field a little bit so the teams have to focus on George Pickens as if he's like a, you know, a DK Metcalf esque talent, mm-hmm. then, then, then maybe, but you, you know, you're grasping at straws when you do that. So yep. I don't know. I, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got another play for it. We're going off the rails here, Jerry, but I'm more That's interested fine. to see what you're saying. There's another player that I think is, is fell from grace that I think is in a worse spot right now is, is Elijah Moore. Um, I felt like he was a dynasty darling top 24 pretty much across the board. I think I looked at at some point in time his dynasty consensus was like wide receiver 21 for a couple months this off season. Um, and then like, you know, you look at it right now and Elijah Moore is wide receiver 77. He hasn't missed a single game. He, he's tied with Sterling Shepard for 27.9 points on the year, but Sterling Shepard's only played three games. Traquan Smith has more points. Dante Pettis has more points. And, like, the thing is, is, like, he's not hurt. He's playing. He's running routes. And I think what, you know, people love this, love this talk about how, you know, vacated targets and targets are earned, Jerry. You have to earn your targets in the NFL. If you're a good wide receiver, you earn targets. Well, Elijah Moore is healthy. He's on the field. He's running a fuck ton of routes. But guess what? He isn't earning anything. So what does that say? Literally nothing last week. Yeah, no target. He didn't earn a single target last week. So I think to myself, I'm just like, you know, I, I've sold my Elijah Moore shares after I saw Garrett Wilson. Because like I, I was kind of already a Garrett Wilson over Elijah Moore guy, but like I wasn't, I, I didn't have it that way in my dynasty rankings preseason. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the balls to do that, but I was kind of like on there already. But the, after the first couple weeks, man, I was like, I got, I got to move these Elijah Moore shares. I moved my shares. I have zero Elijah Moore shares. But like, I also think like it's, it's like you can't really sell him either. I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on Elijah Moore because like right now it's like he's not even like a. a flex i mean he's like a bench stash at best yeah i i think that's what he has to remain though because you know this offseason i called the jets pass catchers sort of the my biggest unknown because i didn't know who was going to emerge i assumed zach wilson was going to grow and somebody was going to emerge and i tended to lean elijah Moore, um just because he showed that little bit of flash he Mm -hmm. you know we talked about tyler higby he he was even a smaller uh scale than Tyler Hubie was because he mm-hmm. only did it like two or three games. Mm-hmm. No, you just stash him. It, it, yeah. That's all you can do. Because, I, I mean, at least Najee has – he was a 101. And 101s retain value even if they're poop. I mean, Corey Davis had value for yeah. four years, and yeah. he never did anything yeah. to help you. Yeah, but he was a second-round – Elijah Moore's second-round pick. <laughs> yeah, and, and for those of you that are newer to Dynasty – when I say Corey Davis was a one-on-one, I mean there was a heated debate over him or Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, like, that that was a real thing. And Elijah Moore, like you said, was a second-round pick. So, it, like, can you really get anything? No. I, th- I think if you if you tried to get him, you'd be trading somebody who's just like him. Somebody that, man, maybe they'll hit. Or, yeah. you know, maybe they'll do nothing. But, like... Like, Devin Duvernay is doing more than he is right now, I would guess. Like, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but he's been relatively oh, yeah. productive. Like, I, Absolutely. So, 
Like, are you trading Elijah Moore to get Devin Duvernay? I don't think that's that's entirely crazy, especially with what Garrett Wilson's been able to do. And Corey Davis, to bring it back to him, has actually sort of been productive this year. He always is going to be productive, man. He, he, he's a good <laughs> he's enough just, receiver. He's, he's just never going to be the man I wanted him to be. Row the boat. He's just, he's like, he's a wide receiver three, man. He's just a wide receiver three. He's just like uh, an off, he's like Walmart brand vanilla ice cream. Like, yeah. it's like you're happy you got ice cream, but it's not even good flavor that you want. You're okay putting him in your flex if you're not <laughs> contending, but if you're contending, yeah. he's on yes. your bench. Yeah, when you're rebuilding, he's the guy you just plug in just because you need a body there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, man. You want to you wanna do anything else or you want to wrap this one up? We can wrap it up, man. I'm good. I feel, okay. feel great. It's always good chatting with you, getting some, yep. some dynasty thoughts in there. I, I, I think the Najee thing is interesting. And it I, is. I'm, I'm going to bring it up with Randy again later just because me and him both tooted that horn. I, I think he had him as RB3. I definitely had him as RB2 this offseason. Oh, actually, you know what? One more guy, DeAndre Swift. We're both Lions fans. Yes, let's do it. What, what are we going to do with DeAndre Swift? Like, he's clearly awesome. But he doesn't yeah. play. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I still got him like running back like six or seven, maybe five. I have to take a look. I, I believe in him. I mean, maybe it's my Lions bias, but like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm holding Pat. I'm, I got. I mean, I, he's got the burst. Like, yeah, the volume isn't necessarily elite, but you know, I think he has a good role. Like, it, it kind of sucked at the beginning of the year because, like, last year his role was very much, like, pass game and yeah. red zone, and, like, we love that. Those are the high-value touches. But, like, this year the passing work was there, but they were giving Jamal Williams when they are both healthy yeah, a lot more of the goal line stuff, which you hate to see as a switch. And, and, and he's been highly effective at it, so you could assume. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm – I'm probably hold, staying pat on Swift. I'm not necessarily okay. going out there looking to purchase him, but um, I have concerns. Like, but it's like I don't really know who I'm going to put ahead of him. Is, is really yeah. what it comes down to. So, I think he's. You don't want to sell him, but he's no, also a right tough person. He's a tough person to buy too, just because they're coming off if an injury. You, yeah. If you watch him play, dude's awesome. Like, I mean, dude took a nap on the field and still ended up scoring a touchdown against the Commanders. So. <laughs> I mean, there we go. All right, though, man, let's get out of here. It was quick. It was it was painless, except for the Najee thing. That is that's a little painful. <laughs> but I'm right, Jerry. He's Tyler. Peace. Peace out, homies. Here, you know what? Here, Randy will be upset if I don't say here at the Dynasty War Zone. We're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Peace out.